Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast, the best podcast in all the land, the one that is heard all around the world, not only in the US, in Europe. There's people in Belgium that listen to this. If you're one of them, leave a comment. Say, oh, yo, it's me. We got a crew with you today, of course. DJ BJ. Uh, you already know, if you need to go to a rave where you might not come back from, please get in touch That's with our guy. booking team. Um, and of course, Fear. Fear, Adrian. As, he's not as Fear in the street, so we like to keep it uh, respectful in that way. Res you know, put some respect on the name. And of course, your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes in the casa in the building today. We got the Thursday movie review with the crew, and we got a motherfucking classic. We got a mm. classic. Ciudad de Dios. Is that how you would pronounce it? We do have our linguistic uh, resident mm. here. <laughs> uh, La Ciudad de Dios. Bienvenido a Brosque Duro Podcast. Leon Benel. Muito obrigado, muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. The City of God, Ciudad de Dios, is a Brazilian film that was released in 2003, and it it tells the tale of you know some some guys from the from the favelas, from the hood, that got into criminal activity, and you know it shows you the, the dynamic of how that world runs, including the people that wanna succeed and get out of that life and, and, and everything in between. Um, like I said, it was released in 2003. I, I think it was a very good independent film in the sense that it felt very well produced, very well scripted, and it is actually a real story. And you can watch it on Amazon Prime. That's where I watched it. And, and yeah, so let's start with it. Um, first of all, I love the fact that is in another language and you have to watch it in that language. And that's what I would have preferred too, because especially when you, when you're listening to this type of lingo from the streets and shit, you need to hear the intonation of how they say, you need to hear the feeling that they have. And in this movie, I mean, I, I think you're sort of obligated because they don't have the audio in English, but even if you did, like it would fuck up the movie. Um, so I think that added a lot to it. You guys felt that that, made it more real yeah there was an authentic uh feel to it felt like you were there in the action it did feel very genuine you know like almost like if you were you were now part of the gang you know is that why you rocking that look you sort of <laughs> I'm I'm part of the favelas now. I don't, I don't belong to the, I don't I don't I don't belong to the streets anymore. City de Deus. City de Deus. So it's a favela within Rio, right? And it's a real favela. Mm -hmm. Well, it's yeah, a real it's story. Different. It's a right, real story. True story. Events of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, at the height of the brutal war between two gangs led by Manuel Machado Rocha, main chicken. And Jose Eduardo Barreto Consecao. Consecao. Ze Pequeño. Oh, that's Ze Pequeño. He became Ze Pequeño when he talked to the... To the... Yeah, like the shaman. The shaman, he's like a Santero. Yeah, Santero. Yeah, Santeria. You know, like that Santeria. song, I don't practice Santeria. 
but like a lot scarier. It's not well, that he happy. Really liked, yeah, he, he really liked this song and then he wanted to go on. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, talk about irony when, um, like, it's the city of God and, and they believe in Santeria. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's crazy because you see the different characters that even in these conditions, right, where people are very poor and there's a lot of crime, you have the different tonalities of personalities where you can have a criminal that's evil and a piece of shit like Sepequeño that has no regard for human life. Oh. And then you have other ones that are criminals that will kill you, but they have some line of morality. And then you have everything in between. And I, and I, I think it's, it was such a realistic depiction of that because some people might assume that it's like people that do these things are all like pieces of shit. But even within there, there's different grades. There's a spectrum of, of personalities where some of them are like, look, man, I do this. I was raising this, but like, I don't fuck I don't with like people. <laughs> you know, I just rob the rich. I don't know. I don't kill. We sell drugs, but we don't kill people. I don't know. Or only kill it when, when they, you know, when, when you need to. Yeah, you have all these lines. The, the, whole, the whole time in my head of this movie, I was thinking about that song, No Church in the Wild. Like, uh, what, what's a God to a non-believer? Bro, these people were like, like horrible. Like, I don't even know what to say. Um, but it's it's not hard. It's not that they're born horrible. But they're brought up in this horrible environment, and they have to either adapt and and survive, or or live in fear and die. You know. Yeah, like if you look at it, Rocket, which in Spanish or in Brazilian it was called Buscape, which is the main character, the photographer. He was like super lucky that he was able to get out almost like intact, you know, because yeah. in reality, that's not how it happens. And you see it on this guy that I, I don't know how you, they called them when you saw it in English, but the guy that was a bus driver that was trying to live a good life and then ended up like by obligation having to become uh, a thug, right? Because the, the other gang rapes his girl in front of him, right? Then they go to his house and kill his little brother. So he's like, like, I have no choice. And, and his uncle. Yeah, who's and sitting uncle. on the couch. That's terrible, dude, because that guy was just going about things the right way, trying to make a living, and then all that shit happens. And I guess that's how it is in real life, too. Sometimes you just get thrown into a situation where you really have no choice. Exactly. It, it, is that is that real life though? Like, or is that their life? Their real life though. Well, yeah, they are yeah. that real life yeah. in that environment. I'm I'm never really scared of a of here in Miami of like you know like a gang showing up to my house and killing my entire family. Well, you do live in you know, I mean, if we United States wise, it's one of the most dangerous counties. But um, but yeah, maybe not. You don't have to have rifles and shit ready. Um, but, no, I'm just but, kidding. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, this hood's like that's what that's what's terrifying. It's like imagine it's, you want to succeed in life and like live a productive, you know, good Samaritan, you you know, Christian life, and you have to like by obligation, right? It's like, look, they kill my, I have to go out there and do something, right? So it's insane that you live in a place where even if you don't want to <laughs> mess with anybody, the situations are just brought to you, you know. Yeah, the little photographer got lucky the whole movie because he was right there. He could have gotten shot in any 
altercation, something could have happened. He could have looked at them wrong. He could have talked to the wrong girl and got a shot for it. But he 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 walked the line really good the whole movie. And it's a hard yeah. line to walk in real life because it's very hard to not appear weak, but not be part of it and like sort of, you know, sort of like slither your way out of it. But 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 then you see but like there's also an entire town that of people there. Like they're they're not I don't I don't want to say that every person that was in that town was involved with this, uh, but most of them would be like, oh no, we didn't see anything or we, or they don't say anything about it. They just let it happen. And yeah, but I don't think it's that they let it happen. It's sort of like what happens also in in very low income areas of the United States where like people are scared of the criminals that run the place. So they don't talk. So it's the same here. Yeah, they um, know that if they do say something, they're going to die. Right. I so I mean, made an example of them before. Yeah, like ideally, yeah. You would want to have first <laughs> not corrupt cops that actually give a fuck about Bro, keeping the place fuck. safe, the cops. right? Which they don't have, right? <laughs> you have like, I think the cops are scarier, right? And than, than the criminals. Definitely. I was I was more impacted by the fact that the cops were basically all dirty. Um from the get and this is like this is the 60s you're like oh shit like what like this has been going on for for god knows how long you know well corruption and prostitution are probably the oldest you know activities in human the oldest uh, illicit activities (laughs) or just activities oh yeah i mean they say that prostitution is the earliest profession right Mm. And I think corruption comes with it, you know. Like we recently reviewed Gladiator, amazing movie, and you know you had corruption there, you know. So, well, first you got to define corruption. <laughs> it's core. <laughs> it's not very clear to me. <laughs> However, in my next forty-eight rules, we'll define it a little better. He, imagine Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peterson starts becoming like a, a Scientology where like every level you get is like, oh no, you need to get to OT12 so that you can actually see the light. And and it's like, well, guys, I thought it was over, but it seems like there's 48 more rules. <laughs> and if you don't know this ones, the other ones won't even make sense. I'm telling you, it's brutal. You need to buy all 30 books. You wouldn't believe how much Michaela spends money. She likes high high couture. Okay, so oh, Ciudad man. de Dios. Let's talk about some crazy scenes. The scene where Sepequeño becomes a criminal and he kills everybody in the fucking hotel. Yo, I've been dying to talk about that scene, bro. That shit is you, you think it exaggerates like how he was like smiling, killing everybody? Guy, oh my but, god. Okay. And you and and the thing is also I, I thought about this after, you know how like Sepequeño is left behind and the three main robbers the older guys go hide out in the you know, in the forest or whatever, and they don't know what happened because they just left right. So I guess they knew they would have searched for them, but do you think it was a little bit like they were hiding 
and they didn't even know why they were being searched for, really. Like, they didn't know the police was looking for them because they killed everyone in the fucking building. They probably just thought that they were being chased after for robbing the place. Now and they all, all had a rap sheet. Right, right. But they didn't know they were being searched for, for killing everyone. They thought it was like, oh, we just robbed the place. You know what I mean? They didn't kill no one. Yeah. Um, well, they also didn't know if they're, the other two killed anyone either because they were all doing their own thing. So, mm-hmm. like, and Shaggy didn't know that. Uh, no, but they, 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 they had like, all gotten to the agreement that they, they, they weren't going to kill. Yeah, but. Well, in any case, they wouldn't have thought that, okay, we're being searched for because everybody died. Yeah. But there's a little hole there, right? It's a little hole. He had a revolver, if I'm not mistaken. That's what, six bullets? He didn't have a bag of bullets. So he must have, I mean, am I right on this? He must, like, if he, if he was going to kill a couple in one room, he would have to put them perpendicular so that one bullet could go through two of them. Hmm. So that he could use the six bullets efficiently. You don't think so? So, like, line them up and shoot them? <laughs> right. Like, like, he probably he, went to the to the kitchen. He's like, okay, three of you put in B in line. And then, boom. He, I think he basically emptied the clip uh, in the kitchen. Like, I think there was probably six people in the uh, six shots in the kitchen. Right. So, I'm, he's the were, best aim in town. I mean, he's the best gun in town. He's a pequeño. Or, so or, got his name. or he, he knew that they were going to give him a gun, so he brought ammo. Mm. Pulled up like the Matrix, <laughs> or he he got a Hollywood gun that has like endless an, endless ammunition. Well, in any case, that was so sick in a bad sense, not not in a cool, yeah yeah not, that, <laughs> not like down. Did you see that Tony Hawk landing of the nine hundred? That was sick, dude. Man. That was sick, bro. Dude, that was fucking sick. No, <laughs> I'm talking about like that's mental, bro. It's mental. Little little I guess if you're gonna live in that reality, you better be the baddest motherfucker around. But but like not not only not only did he did he shoot those people, he enjoyed it. Yeah. Like he was laughing. The thing is, you might think you might psychopath. You might think that Sepequeño is a better profile to run the the streets in the hood. However, I think Sepequeño's partner was the one that had the correct vision, which is, I'm still a criminal. I still kill a motherfucker, but I also want to get along with the surroundings so that I'm not always in the fear of getting killed. I don't know if you ever would have gotten to that point without Sepequeño, though, because Sepequeño was the enforcer that you cross him, that I guess you needed that balance. The, like, the, I, the true, I feel like the true downfall uh, of Sepequeño was when when um his friend Benny um uh, got shot. Like when like he was he was Zepequeño's voice of reason. Without him, he 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 devolved into literally just listening to his his midbrain and doing anything that's that came to his like his mind. Like he wanted to fuck he'd fuck he wanted to kill he'd kill he wanted to eat he wanted to sleep he wanted to do whatever the fuck he wanted. 
he wouldn't he wouldn't have that conscious you know like this could this could have a repercussion about of hurting people and all that bullshit or or this but, could have but not even just not even like oh this this could hurt people and shit like that could lead to your downfall because if you're right. in a war with everyone like the whole reason why benny was good and i guess what you say adrian is true as well like maybe the the combination of both made it better because i guess maybe benny alone but but what benny did is that he knew how to get along with everyone else in town so that was that there was no wars there was no like issues and i also think that's important you know like um what i'm trying to say here broski doodles if you want to be like a real kingpin you also have to have the social and you know the people skills it's, it's important to be able to communicate with the masses in a way that really conveys your feelings. It makes them feel don't comfortable. Be yeah, don't be so pequeño. So yeah. pequeño, is, <laughs> he, he's not with the program. He's not just that. And like this translates in the wild world. Like if you look at monkeys, you people might think that the ones that make it are the strongest ones that just kill everyone. The thing is, it's not that one. It's actually the ones that can cooperate with cooperate with others more. And, and be likable and have and and Gordon Peterson said this you gotta be likable man people, wanna, <laughs> people gotta wanna play with you so it's <laughs> like if there's one piece of shit that's big and trying to fuck up people you could have five other monkeys that are smaller get together and fuck them up so so at the end of the day it's not being the baddest one it's being in a way the smartest one and being able to like know how to relate with people and like be firm but also be friendly and and be secure in a way that people want to be with you and chill with you. Yeah, that's, that's you also, also got to, you know, lay down the law every now and then, show you mean business. Right. Mm-hmm. You might have to grab some skulls, break them, let the other monkeys put on, a, put on a pike. Parade it around the jungle. <laughs> yeah. With a smile on your face. Hanging on <laughs> like, No pressure though, guys. No pressure. <laughs> I'm just you don't saying, have to like me, but <laughs> like, 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 do you have the tray of drinks, and then your drink is the skull? You're like, oh, this is very tasty. Uh, and just, <laughs> and I, would you like some? <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Adrian would be the sepakenu in the streets just by the attitude Oof. that I see him. Right? But like every every time I say something, like no, because it's important to know how to deal with people's mentality. No, bro. Sometimes you gotta kill him, motherfucker. Feel me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then he's so, like and then i say some shit else and he's like nah i get you but but you gotta fuck him up though you gotta fuck him up <laughs> um well, you gotta show a little bit of sun <laughs> i mean not- in, in those in those situations you have to right you gotta yeah yeah totally kill, kill. I, I, I think as nice as they portrayed this guy he was also a piece of shit that was killing people since he was a child with a pequeño they were both coming up shooting people like it was nobody's business well that is true he just had a better knack for getting along. Right. But like, yeah, it wasn't that he was like a saint. <laughs> right, right. Right. I know the movie does a good job. And like, oh man, he's a cool guy. Just let him tell his yeah, guy. Yeah, that, that is true. You kind of, you kind of don't, don't realize you forget, it. Like, you forget about it. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you're sort of like, yeah, man, he should go live in a farm. He's a cool ass guy. This guy's like <laughs> been responsible for, you know, all of the murders in the fucking town. Um, uh, th- I, this was kind of uh, uh, funny in a bad way. Um, that scene where where Little Z, like um, Benny tells Little Z, because like Little Z is hyper focused on on becoming a kingpin. So uh, Benny's Benny's like, 
I think I, bro, you need a, you need a girlfriend. Like you need, a, you need like an, a distraction. You can't just be doing this 24 seven from the moment you wake up to the, to the moment you go to sleep because that's, that's all he's done is his entire life. Um, and he, and then he gets like, he, he comes up and he gets all dressed up to, to go to the party and the, the mirror is like half broken and shit. Like the, the whole room's a mess full of drugs and shit. And this thing is like over here, just like <laughs> getting like, yeah, you know, like premium up his hair and like, Oh, yeah, looking good for the, the like, first time, right? For the first time, because he doesn't really <laughs> dress first, like Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets to the party, and he doesn't know how to act because he's he's never he's never done that. He doesn't know how to behave or how to socialize. Right, he just so knows he, how he, to he, cause fear in people. He goes to the, the like I guess he had seen this girl before, and he like kind of liked her, and he goes, and he he asks her to go dance, and like he he's basically screaming at her like. Do you want to dance with me? Like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> let's go dance. And then she's like, oh, um, I know I'm here with somebody. I'm here with somebody. And people's like, I, I, I think I, I think he's I, never. Felt, I, you, bitch? <laughs> he, he's never felt like the pain of somebody saying no to him or like him like right. a rejection. And I think that that has hurt him in his entire more than anything in his entire life. Yeah, the thing like, is. That, along with what Benny told him a few moments before, like, hey, you need a girlfriend and shit. Then he goes and like, and this is very, like, this is very intense in the mental, in the mental part, mate, because Mm -hmm. you could see how the most feared criminal still has to go out for the consequences of sexual rejection. And that is like such a, a, um, a primal thing, right? Where... Like, it doesn't matter. You could be the baddest, but then you're not chosen as a reproductive partner based on how many people you can kill. It's how much, it's on how much you can be likable. I mean, yeah, a lot of parts, are, there are a lot of factors. One of them being, can you protect this family? And in that sense, Sepe Kenyon would have done well. <laughs> <laughs> but in everything else, you know. Can you protect the family from yourself? <laughs> Shit. Right. Well, which is weird because he was in a position of power. He was a top dog. I feel like there'd be a bunch of like little hood rats that would want to, you know. Yeah, that is true. With they, him. I right. think they, they should have shown a little bit more like, okay, come on. Zepe Kenyo must have for, had some. For the, for the longest time, I was like, yo, Zepe Kenyo and Benny are a little too close. Oh, true. <laughs> for, uh, until Benny gets with uh, Angelica. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're just, they're just transition. Which for Rocket Buscape, that's gotta fucking suck, right? Like when when she breaks up with the drug addict Diago, and you're like, damn, this is my chance. And then the the fucking drug, the, one of the main drug dealers in the in the hood wants her. You're like, fuck, man. Yo, hey, fuck the runs, bro. <laughs> the, the motherfucker had had them ha- had her at the beach. And the run show up asking him for for a joint and shit. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, they fucked him up. But in a way, also, I mean, I do kind of blame a little Angelica there on the. Oh, okay, so you're cool with being like with a murderer type shit, you know? Like when she crossed that line, I was like, okay, so she's also a little bit of a hood girl oh, herself. Yeah, free spirit. Yeah, free spirit. <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> She wants to live on a farm. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was the dream in Brazil. Have a, have a farm and raise chickens. And raise that's, wheat. That's, 
That's what I was, I, I was thinking like, like, okay, Lil Z, you want to do this all for what? Like, what's the end game here? I mean, I was big, thinking big bows. And, and at big. one point he was, and he brought like peace. He brought peace to the favelas. I love Which, how they I love how they say it. He brought peace. He stopped doing the killings he was doing. Uh, uh, okay, wait, 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 killings and ravings. Don't forget. Killings and ravings. It was like happening on, on the other guy's turf, on Carrot's turf. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna have a fucked up situation like that, would you want it under one flag where rapings and killings are down? I feel like he had a, a good thing going there. Yeah. No, no, I think. <laughs> I think if you need, I mean, if you need to vote on it, you're like, okay, let me have one reign, you know, one, one ruler. <laughs> one true power. <laughs> but, okay, so ra- it was a vision of Rome. Raping, ra- rapings and killings were down unless you crossed them. Yeah. So that, that became a, a dictatorship, a totalitarian rule. Yeah, so I mean, that or just uh, Mad Max. Yeah, you can't outside your house. Exactly. So it's either have one guy, so like like North Korea, like have one person that r- runs it. Yeah. Nobody nobody can talk shit about that one guy. Or one of these countries in the Congo where, where there's, no there's no rule, rules. and then just everybody just against just free for all. Yeah, that's rough. That's, that's hard. That's rough. I don't yeah, know what I prefer. Zico's under a lot of pressure, man. No, I mean, Lil Sig, you know, they need to talk to our psychologist, get a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bent, help. bent a little. Maybe he should have cleaned up his room. Start <laughs> with that. He was never looking in within. He wasn't taking care of the demons. Because <laughs> he was an ugly fuck. Is Harvey and ugly. Let me tell you. I, I, it, it also brings to light uh, something that uh, um, me and Kiko were discussing. Can you can you really be successful or can you really be a, a good leader without an exorbitant amount of stress? Hmm. Like the the more stress you, you get in your little situation, the more stress you can handle, the the more likely you are to 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 succeed or to become you know a top dog. Because like you know like diamonds are, are made from from pressure and heat uh you right pre- you need you that, pre- that push without that push you're not going to propel forward but then again too much pressure and then it, it destroys you you just got to know how to flow with it you, in this case the pressure would be what like potentially the, the, dying every day them keys boy <laughs> <laughs> them keys the potential potentially dying every day not being able to feed your family because you don't have money because you have to do something about it. In Sepa Kenyon's case, not being liked by anyone, never being able to have consensual sex. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, I really do it for the consent, you know, that's what I do. It for. <laughs> Damn. That's the part yeah, I love the he- most. He even said it. He's like, yeah, I, I could, I could buy it, or I could force somebody, but it's not the same when, when you, when you don't get consent. <laughs> it's gotta be a That's sick insane. line, a sick line from a from a demented motherfucker. It's like, fucking a, you know, man. Have I done? I, I could do it, but it's nothing like the consensual. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
and this is the guy uh, next to you in jail. He's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you doing later tonight? <laughs> But anyways, what do you do out there, <laughs> little man? <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. So, tell me about. You guys like this movie? It, it, it was, was, it was tra- all right. It was stressful. Yeah, stressful, <laughs> sad, dude. Just a sad reality that you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, man? people fuck. have to live through this shit. Damn. And this is just like a preview. Like this is like not everybody has the little Z's fortune or 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 Rocket's fortune, and and some people are, are brought up into that, and and are raised in that and die in that, and then the cycle continues. The cycle starts over again. So you guys yeah. don't like it too much because it tells a reality. Fucking Americans. Yeah, I like my bubble. <laughs> like, like, I'll be honest with you, it was super ugly. Like, everything was, everything was dirty on every street. I was like, what the fuck? That, 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 that was hilarious. No, no, Everyone's just walking around on slippers? What the fuck? I, I think hilarious isn't the, isn't the word. <laughs> But um, the whole scene where, um, where Benny, like, he, you know, he's like, I, he's a little bit more eccentric. So he goes and asks Tiago to buy him like clothes mm-hmm. from like yeah, over there, or, like from some sort of like store, um, like a high end. Yeah, uh, like where like the, where like the rich kids go. And then when he comes into the uh, he comes into the room with the with the shirt and, mm-hmm. and his hair, did. and everybody everybody's like in like scraps and like all dirty and like you, like the whole room is like brown basically, like it's just <laughs> like. And then this guy, this this little ray of sunshine, everybody's like, look at him. <laughs> and they all and, laugh at him. And they all laugh at it. No, no, they don't. They, they're all does. like, oh, Z makes fun of him. And then they start laughing at him. Okay, okay. And sure. then, important, and, important to know. <laughs> their way to calm the crowd is to shoot a gun. <laughs> and, and then the motherfucker just shoots up into the roof and everybody just leaves. They're like, ha, like, ah, you want, you want to laugh now? Go ahead, keep laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminded them. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Like you, you can't really make fun of the like your your boss type shit, you know. <laughs> well, I I love the film. I had seen it before, and I saw it again for this review. And I love this film. I think the film is is so real. It's a real story, and and it's so real. There's a documentary on Netflix that I, that we found, right? That it's called Ciudad de Dios 10 years later or some shit. 10 years later, yeah. It might be like an interview with maybe some of the people and, and, and the char- and, or the characters in the movie. I, I'm going to watch it just to, you know, see what's good with it. But I, I love the film. I think it was very well made. It almost seems like it's an independent film, but I felt it be related so, in a, such a good way. The actors, I mean, bro, you literally felt you were like these people were from the favelas like for sure you know what i mean like they looked they looked their part and they acted their part perfectly except for tiago you didn't like tiago tiago's like some of the his his words in the beginning felt forced or like felt like they're like he was reading them mm-hmm. everybody else the um, the the first little white um kid that is is oh, uh, the little ginger that was snorting coke little, yeah exactly that he was that he's uh um angelica's first boyfriend mm-hmm. his character felt a little forced in the beginning it's sm- smoothed out as the movie progressed but it felt 
a little uh like uh like he doesn't belong here type shit. No, but I think it was believable because that happens where you have like a kid that comes from a good family, but for some reason he just want you know he want he, and it could be like for good reasons, like oh I like these people they're simpler they're more humble type shit. Right. In his case, maybe it was more regarding that he but, needed to have drugs daily <laughs> for the cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, that shit got um, bad, dude. He was like selling his dad's watch and just getting rid of everything. It can turn into a wreck really quick. Yeah, it was horrible seeing like you're like, oh shit. So yeah, that's believable. Like that's yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, and even even his downfall was pretty. It was pretty rough uh, at the end. Yeah, and he said he had a line where he's like, oh, so you get us hooked and then you stop selling it to us? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I didn't want to change him. The guy's like, nah, man. Right now we don't. Ah, come on! You got us hooked. He's like, damn. He's 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 like actually starting a he's committee. He's like starting a committee. <laughs> so all those addicts, we you need to have this shit unlock every day. <laughs> so and um, one thing I wanted to, to mention or comment was in the beginning, where in the beginning, uh, the, <laughs> um, when they when the tender trio. They mm-hmm. first rob a like a gas truck, mm-hmm. and immediately everybody comes to the gas truck to take the gas. Like, so they're not they're not like they're not free of sin like the entire town yeah, per yeah. se. Yeah, it's more like city of hell. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is true. From a week again, and they're like, "Oh shit, trucks here." This is the thing that <laughs> this is a fucked up part right, that I noticed. Like, they do that to that truck right i'm pretty sure no other trucks are coming in that neighborhood again to sell gas so now the whole community is fucked you know what i mean like like these are robberies that you can do once and that's it like they're gonna not do that route anymore you know fuck them type shit and it is true people were stealing it and it does get you thinking like okay how much of a factor is the uh yeah, it's like the, the the people around not saying shit, even benefiting some time from it. I mean, and I would I would assume there's a lot of other people that are just like, fuck, I don't support any of this bad shit. I wish I could get out of here. But and I, I don't know if you also noticed in the beginning as well, where they talk about how how that town got developed. Um, that town got developed because most of those people originally had a home closer into town. They, their their home got flooded and washed away or something, and they were living homeless in in more richer parts of town. And the rich people got together and told them, "Look, let's send these people to to fucking Buffalo, Egypt." Oh, when name is you, that yo. And when name is you, because they because like much like uh, you, Adrian, and me. We want to live in our bubble. We don't want to. We don't want to have to see this. So send them as far away as, as we possibly can, and let them fucking die over there in La Ciudad de Dios. Right. Yeah, so, yeah I know. It's. Uh, I mean, this, it touches a lot of social issues, right? Having to do with discrimination of of social status, having to do with how do you solve this social problems how, how do you effectively apply social programs that really do help the people that need it that don't get that don't get abused that work efficiently it's, it's like a whole thing it's so much it's a chain reaction of things 
education not being there, the law of the state not being there. It's so important for the law to punish the people that do wrong so that everyone behaves. And when that doesn't happen, only the ruthless ones that don't have any regard for life are able to reign in those environments. The ones that don't really want to kill people and shit, they're sort of stuck in like, okay, you're fucked then. Yeah. Or you're forced into becoming a monster so that you can survive in the, in, in the, in the thing. So ah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. For some reason, I didn't, even though you could say sad and all this, I didn't see it like that. I, I saw the whole movie very entertaining, very fun, because it showed you in a very Uh-oh. genuine way how things were. But obviously, you also get impacted by the emotional connection that you have with characters, the way they develop. I think the whole character development was good as well. It lets you know in the timeline how everything worked. So um, for the rating, I'm going to straight off say I give this movie an eight. Okay. Um, I, I, I hated the movie. You hate it? But in this, in the sense of like, not that I hated the movie as a movie, I hated what what happened in the movie. Like I hated all that this because once again, it reminded me of all the social impact that 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 we have, and that we we're rather than addressing the the real problem, which is the the division of of um, status, how many people are are poor, how many people are are rich, and I mean, I don't want to say that it's the rich person's fault for the, for this happening um, because it's not. Um, but if, if a, a person's in a, in a bad situation and you ha- you're in a position where you can help them, I, I mean, I, I personally would, but once again, this is going into a whole different topic that I don't want to get into. Uh, John is the resident communist. In the, <laughs> no in the platform. Fucking a, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a humanist. I feel bad for for people uh, sometimes. No, no I get you. I mean, I, I think we're touching the same exact point, which is it's hard finding what is a solution to be able to help people efficiently, and and just be a good human being to others. But mm-hmm. but also putting the incentives there for people to wanna progress and and do better. So it's but, a hard it's it, a hard solution that I'm not sure really how you you achieve. Yeah, it, it was it was an excellent movie actually. Um <laughs> I hated the movie <laughs> but it was an excellent movie um because of how how real it felt, you know, being there. Um and uh um fuck little Z the I was more scared of of little little Z or a little dice in actuality than I was scared of little Z almost. Yeah, that um, is true. Before he came, and, became Santero, and the guy's like, yeah. "Hey, you can't fuck with that on." He's like, "Hey, bet I'm never gonna fuck with that." Hey, bet nobody wants to fuck Bro, with me. He he broke two rules with with that with that thing on. He he fucked and he raped because he raped the. Oh the yeah, girl. they did show that the the chain as he was. Yeah, that was that was symbolic. Uh, maybe that's when he. Maybe that was like a hidden thing there to make you know that. I right, so give, give give the rating, John. Bro, eight, eight, eight. Okay, so eight. a strong, yeah, strong solid eight. It was, it was good. I'd watch it again, um, definitely. But not not it's not for everybody, not and not for the weak of heart. Yeah, man. Uh, I saw this movie. 
like maybe 12 years ago when I was in high school. Danny, if you're listening out there, I think you were the one to tell me to watch because you're like, bro, this movie's amazing. I did give it a watch and then I remembered why I didn't like it. And it's the same reason that John mentioned. It's just a movie that shows you the tough reality of some hoods and some parts of the world that I'd rather not know about, but I'm glad that I, I see it to learn something and take myself out of the, the bubble and the comfort that I live in. And for imagine for a moment, imagine myself living in that harsh environment and seeing what the reality of somebody else is. Um, as a movie itself, I think it was really well done. Um, looking online, apparently they kept it real, like the whole way throughout. They told the movie very well. It kept flowing. I do have to see the last 30 minutes of the movie. Um, you guys brought me up to speed on and rewatched that scene because apparently in those last 30 minutes is where everything happened. So as a movie in, in itself, I, I do give it a, an eight as well. I just, it's a movie that I watch in another like couple of years, kind of like Passion of the Christ, where it's a great movie, but bro, it's just tough. It's a tough it watch. Mm-hmm. Or even like a Chindler's List. Right. Which I haven't seen. Right. It's a tough watch. What? I, or or Shawshank. I haven't seen that. That's not... I haven't seen Shawshank. Shawshank. <laughs> John Chank. John Chank. All right, so we got a solid eight. I, I think that's fucking great. Um, yeah, no, no, no math today. They don't. They don't do math in the favela, so no math today. <laughs> okay, we'll clip that. Um, <laughs> and one thing, I wanted to start learning Portuguese and go to Brazil, but after watching this movie, I'm like. Mm. Yeah, they'll grab you like Tiago uh, and fuck you in the beach. Uh, so, don't look so appealing. And 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 then like um, talk about like um, what was it like like pre- preluding to the to the entirety of the movie was that whole scene in the beginning with the chicken like how they're mm. they're they're cutting that chicken open and the other chickens like just watching like yo what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah I, they, it was it was great how they used it was a little Tarantino mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, no like yeah Tarantino Scorsese like, like Scorsese. For, for, foreshadowing like how how this like we're just like lambs to the slaughter type scenario you know yeah and I loved it how the, you know what's fun that they went real back like to the beginning of the town and mm-hmm. they did it in a way where you were always connected and invested in like following the the, the trail Mm-hmm. Let us know what you guys think on the comments if you have seen this movie. If you haven't watched it, this, this is a great movie. And do Definitely. leave comments on, on what you think about it, uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, and once again, thank you for fucking tuning in. We got that movie review with the crew, and this one is a great one. Solid A. Peace. <laughs>